Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Adventure Comics number 343, cover date April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring the Legion of Superheroes in The Evil Hand of the Luck Lords, writer Edmund Hamilton, art Kurt Swan and George Klein, and a Hall of Fame classic, Pete Ross's Super Secret, written by Robert Bernstein, art by George Pep. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Sunboy and Brainiac 5 are injured in a near crash, supposedly because they invited bad luck by flying their cruiser through the jaws of the gaseous Gorilla Nebula. Chameleon Boy is later similarly injured after Prody 2, overhearing the Legionnaire's talk of their earlier incident, changes himself into a Derlin Jinx Stone. This causes Lightning Lad Duo Damsel and former members Bouncing Boy and Starboy to recall the bad luck taboos they broke and the losses they suffered as a result. Since several of the heroes touched the Jinx Stone, they fear themselves Jinx as well. This belief seems to be confirmed when Shrinking Violet's power vanishes and Invisible Kid can't reappear after using his. Meanwhile, in the 20th century, Pete Ross renews his friendship with Clark Kent and Clark allows Pete to meet Superboy, which is his secret identity. Later, when Clark and Pete go camping, Clark must change to Superboy in order to handle an emergency. He believes that Pete is asleep in the tent, so covered by darkness, he takes off as Superboy. However, a bolt of lightning in the sky lights up the area and a Awakens Pete. He sees his friend change into Superboy and learns Clark's secret. Confused? Don't be. Here comes Dr. Husband to help me explain everything. Superboy. It's the adventures of Superboy. Incredible boy of steel. Powerful, fearless, invulnerable. Only survivor of the doomed planet Krypton. Home of a race of fine and noble humans far advanced over those of our own world. Superboy, whose scientist father sent him hurtling into the far reaches of interstellar space in a tiny craft moments before great Krypton exploded into a billion, billion fragments, speeding the spaceship unerringly on its course for planet Earth. Where, landing safely, the infant Superboy was found and adopted by a small-town couple, Jonathan and Martha Kent. And now, some years later, the child is young Clark Kent, a student at Smallville High School, where his meek, retiring manner hides an exciting secret known only to himself and his foster parents. The secret that Clark Kent is, in reality, Superboy, champion of the oppressed, enemy of all evildoers, dedicated to the cause of truth and justice. 
Young love, young love, do-do-do-do. Oh, hi. Hello. It's been a while since we covered a romance comic. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Do you? Do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a romance comic at all. It's Adventure Comics number 343. Or is it a romance comic? Featuring Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Yes. And? And Super Pets. And a blossoming teenage romance. Yes. But we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Legion of Superheroes roll call. Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, Superboy, Invisible Kid, Duo Damsel, Brainiac 5, Shrinking Violet, Sun Boy, Matter Eater Lad, Element Lad, and Light Lass. That's 13 Legionnaires. Awesome. Also guest starring Starboy. Bouncing Boy, Streaky the Super Cat, Beppo the Super Monkey, Crypto the Super Dog, Comet the Super Horse, and Prody 2 the Super Blob of Mayonnaise. Prody 2, yeah. yeah. Um, I love this cover. Why do you love it so much? Because they all look like teenagers. They do, don't they? So often, people will just draw small little adults. Mm -hmm. But this cover by Kurt Swan, uh -huh. who's a longtime artist of both the Superman and Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, Makes them all look like teens. I love that they're all um, making some sort of gesture uh -huh. or have some sort of representation except for um, Starboy. Well, I was um, going to say Starboy actually looks like a little beefier than a teen, but go on. But they all have some sort of representation of the powers that they lost or the things that happened to them. Uh -huh. And it's really funny and it happens again inside. I love the triplicate girl is, who's now actually duo, duo dame. Dual Damsel. Dual Damsel mm -hmm. is holding a statuette of three as if we didn't realize that she was a, that she was triplicate girl. And I just love that she's holding this. It's Well And then Bouncing Boy is holding a poster. A him, small poster of himself as Bouncing Boy. Right. Um, I think we discussed this before that I don't understand why Bouncing Boy, whose power was to inflate his body mm -hmm. and when he was not using his power, he was also fat. Oh. But now that he lost his powers, he's suddenly thin. And muscular. And muscular. Mm -hmm. Well, one can assume he was always muscular because he just, you know, but he'd blow himself up to a rubber ball. One can assume that. That's my story. I am very muscular under my rubber ball fat suit that I wear all the time, 24 hours a day. <laughs> Um, yes, they're all gesturing, all pointing up to that tower with the giant hand sticking out of the top. Yes, and we learned what the significance is of that hand later on. Oh, and I was also going to say, in fairness to the cover artist, Kurt Swan, and the interior artist, Kurt Swan. Kurt Swan! Uh, you know, this might have been the first issue of Adventure Comics that someone pulled off the newsstand, because they didn't have comic shops in those days. You just oh. were left to the luck of whatever happened to be in your drugstore. Oh, right. So you might not have been able to follow stories from issue to issue. So would these be on the, the street side newsstand? Sure, Right yes. next to the Playboys? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or in the spinner rack at the drugstore? Probably not, not next to the Playboys. Well, you had to ask for Playboys yeah, at the drugstore. Blue magazines. Mm-hmm. Or you had to go down to that <clears throat> news shop on West 2nd Street in Columbus, Ohio. Uh -huh. That's where they had all the, we call them porno magazines oh. back in the day. Yeah. 
I heard. Uh-huh. Speaking of pornos, look at this splash page. <laughs> oh, God. We have a very phallic rocket ship flying mm-hmm. right into the mouth of the Gorilla Nebula. Yeah. Which is not a real thing. I Wikipedia'd it last night. There is a monkey head nebula. There which is? is located in the constellation of Orion. Okay. Right around Orion's uh, belt line, you'll find the monkey head. Wow. Right? I'd like to see a photograph of that. I can show you that when I pull up Wikipedia later. Okay. Uh, there is no gorilla nebula that I know of, but gorillas were big in this, in this era period. of comics, mm-hmm. as we've already seen, with Gorilla Witch and Sergeant Gorilla. Remember? Remember? Great story. Uh, the members of the Legion of Superheroes have always laughed at superstition. That is, until one after another of them falls victim to misfortune. It is because there are 13 Legionnaires in this story. Oh, that's a typo. It should be, is it because there are 13 Legionnaires in the story? It is because there are 13 Legionnaires in the story. E? <laughs> or have they been jinxed by the Gorilla Nebula? Have they what? Sorry, have they what? Jinxed. Oh. Nice. And the evil hand of, of the, the luck, luck lords. lords. We open on a distant planet where Sunboy and Brainiac 5 are on a mission to inspect a remarkable archaeological find. Yeah. So Three. they're on this planet and they're looking at this group of statues made of emerald. Yes. Yes. Statues of like uh, octopus lion creatures with face octopus lion mass yeah. faces. Yes. Uh, they load the statues on their cruiser and take this old man with them. Okay, so problem. Yeah. So the old man is an archaeologist. Yeah. They brought them here to look at the statues. Excuse me, I'm stifling a yawn. I'm so sorry. Here we go. Now we go. Sorry. Um. So they brought them there to look at the statues. Um. And then to take them to the Earth, where they're going to be safe. Like so, these. The statues must have been made by an ancient race unknown to history, which means they've been there for as before recorded history, right? Right, uh-huh. And now they have to be taken to Earth for safety. Uh, white men, am I right? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, this is a very... Imperialist a very big colonists. echo of colonialism, yes, mm-hmm. where you would just take wholesale whatever you wanted and take it back right. to your home country. That's why we have so many Egyptian things in London museums, mm. isn't it? They just took them. Uh, I dare say, these days, if we were writing a story about the future... We would just leave everything in place. Of course. Probably cover it back up with dirt for future archaeologists to uh, investigate. Well, they're so prominently displayed there. I wonder if they did uncover them. Well, it didn't look like they had to do much work because they're not covered in dirt. They're not dirty at all. No, there's just all sorts of flora all around it. Anyway. Sorry. You're fine. Okay, so then they, they take the shortest route back to Earth, which is to go through... The jaws of the Gorilla Nebula. Yeah. Everyone knows that's bad luck, says the man with the extreme widow's peak. Says, first of all, a man of science talking about bad luck. Man of science! Notwithstanding the fact that you're there with Brainiac 5, who's a 12th level intelligence, I doubt he believes in superstition. 12th level intelligence. In fact, he says, bah, sheer superstition. We Legionnaires have no use for old wives' tales. Uh, they arrive back on Earth and call Metropolis Spaceport. Problem number two. Mm-hmm. The emergency dive lever, mm-hmm. which Sunboy accidentally brushes against. It's, it's labeled in 
big letters, all caps, right. emergency dive. It's also, there's no way you could punch the radio button without, without rushing. Hitting. Right. Right. If it's an emergency... <coughs> Sorry. I can't think of a situation where you'd have to emergency dive, mm-hmm. but if you did, wouldn't you hide that? Like, at least put it like down under the console or something. You think? Well, so you wouldn't hit it with your elbow? Right. Like, I just, uh, we're having cocktails. And I yes. just um, dropped my coaster. It was Would you like my to glass. tell what we're drinking? It's our house special. Our house special, yes. It's vodka, cranberry, mm-hmm. diet orange puller, and a twist of lime. Delicious. Served over ice. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes down easy, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. The rocket goes into uh, an emergency dive. And crashes, which he managed well, to pull out of the very yeah, end. Looks Sunboy like it scrapes its out. tail, yeah. Brainiac 5 is knocked unconscious. Sunboy's wrist is broken. Uh, the archaeologist is fine, except his hair is mussed up. Well, well there's not much there to muss up right. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the archaeologist explains that uh, the reason he's not injured is because he carries a lucky star stone from the planet Ventura, mm-hmm. where they know all about luck. Mm-hmm. He paid plenty for that star stone, but it sure brought me luck because I didn't get hurt. Right. Later, a sound investment for the scientist. I'll yes? say, and it looks like one of those uh, Rubik's ever- stars, or a Rubik's star, or mm-hmm. an everlasting gobstopper from oh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Later at the clubhouse of the superheroes, do 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 do. Sunboy's explaining what happened. Saturn girl, who's very sensible, who's also deputy leader of the Legion at this time. Deputy leader. Mm-hmm. Who is Brain- the leader? Brainiac Five, but okay. he's unconscious, obviously. So. Yes. Um, she's talking about. Well, they all just start talking about different superstitions around. Well, she the actually uh, leads the entire uh, narrative here. Yeah. Because her head appears. <laughs> See it in the upper upper yes. corner. Yeah, each of those panels. Her floating head. Yes. So they, they talk about how um, the mission was really ill-starred. Right. And she says, ah, ill-starred by I. As a legionnaire with scientific training, you surely can't believe the stars influence your life. And then she goes into this explanation of one, two, three, four, well, th- three different examples of superstition which are silly. Right. So you see good and bad luck symbols differ on every world and they're all just imagination. She's woman-splaining she to is. these guys. That's fine. They deserve it. Um, chameleon boy, or as work friend Chuck would say, Camelon boy. He calls him Camelon boy? Yeah, because when he was little, he didn't know how to pronounce it. Oh. Because you just see it in print. Nobody walks around saying the word chameleon. Right. Um, it's talking about his native planet, Durla, where there's a strange crystal that people say always brings bad luck to everyone who touches it. So, his pet, Prody 2. Prody 2. Oh, no. Turns into the bad luck stone. Where everyone and everybody touches it. Yes, he's used he's uh, used his telepathic power to read the thoughts of Chameleon Boy. Yes, and then everyone says, "Ah, oh, to prove you're wrong, let's all touch the stone." See, right? Then next, all the super pets who are in another room playing. I guess. I, they, I mean, they lock those those pets up in that place. Right. They lock them up uh, when they go out. It's interesting. All I could think about when I saw this was, where do they poop? Right. Right? Because, like, horses just... Super horses there, and they all have super capes on. Yeah. Super horse, super dog, super cat. Well, they're super. If you're part of the Superman family, you earn the right to wear a super cape. Yeah. 
But of course, we know that horse is not hasn't always been a horse. Right. Yes, we we know he's, his history. Yes. And Streaky, Streaky's the name of the cat. Streaky's the cat. The dog's name Crypto. is Crypto. Crypto and the horse. Uh, Beppo the super monkey is somewhere, maybe hanging from the ceiling. He's not in this panel. He's probably figuring out how to throw his poop across the room because that's what monkeys are good for. At super strength and super speed, oh. so that would hurt. <laughs> I'd put a hole through you. <laughs> um. Now. The Legion of Superheroes uh-huh. go off flying uh, on a mission. You I pets guess. stay here and touch that and touch party too. <laughs> um, off they fly. Chameleon Boy has a nagging suspicion that uh, that Jinx Stone might just bring them bad luck. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? He flies into a building and breaks his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, now, problem number three. Mm-hmm. Chameleon Boy. Can change his shape mm-hmm. at will. Mm-hmm. He probably could have fixed his shoulder. Probably could have fixed his shoulder, and I I wonder at the notion that he has bones at all, because actually, as we learn in the future, this form that he's assumed here is not actually his native appearance. He's like a tentacled creature. But they hadn't decided that yet, so is I'll Mr. forgive Fantastic that. Fantastic, see bones. Mr. Um, yes, Man. Reed Richards, Reed Mr. Richards. Fantastic. He is uh, does have bones, which I believe his bones just can stretch. Okay. And are resilient. As the same situation with the elongated man. That's who I meant. I'm sorry, elongated man. Elongated man, yes. Yeah. He does have bones. They can just stretch, though. So. Uh, so you you take umbrage with Camelon Boy breaking his shoulder. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I understand why what they're going for here. Mm-hmm. They just could have chosen another legionnaire to have a broken shoulder. Yeah, like that guy with the headband, Invisible Boy. Invisible Kid. Kid, whatever. Anyway, back yeah, they go to the clubhouse. You know, it's really hard to keep track of this. Kid, boy, lass, lad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be I mean, second nature soon to you. Oh, wait, I know something. What do you know? I know that DC Comics today, uh-huh. uh, June 13th, uh-huh. 2019, yeah, yeah, announced yeah. a new Legion of Superheroes Siri is coming by writer Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. No thanks, yuck, but I'll give it a chance. Now, come on. Uh, and artist Ryan Sook. Okay. Who that's, I approve of that. Okay. Um, yeah, that Legion has not been seen in a new series in several years. So. Oh, okay. Big news on the internet today. Wow. Yeah. Uh, back I to- had not noticed the disturbance in the forest. No, well, you wouldn't. I don't you're really. Nuts. But I did have an idea for future episodes. Did you? I did. We could um, look at issues featuring characters that are influenced by the Silver Age and see what we think. Like, oh. you know, we could look at this modern Green Lantern you like so much. Oh, he's awesome. Anyway, back at headquarters. Starboy and Bouncing Boy, boy former members, are here to p- pick up their copies of the Legion Bulletin. I cannot believe that. I laughed out loud when I read it. <laughs> I was all alone. Sitting comfortably in a chair, and uh-huh. I went, ah, what? Picking up their copies of the Legion Bulletin, which they still receive. So they have to come by and get it, even though they're no longer in the Legion. Well, as we've... Uh, they can't get it by pneumatic mailer? We've established that the hipsters have taken over the world and uh, regressed technology to a uh, state where they can feel superior. Yes, but everyone else. still has a lexophone. Everyone has a lexophone, certainly, from the... 20th century, but 
Um, it makes them feel better than everyone else if they can walk out their door and go pick up a hard copy of the Legion Bulletin. Oh, this is just stupid. Um, Saturn Girl is still not on board. Nonsense. They can't believe that the bad luck is caused by anything. It's just all coincidence. Right. right. He says, well, I don't know about that, see? Bouncing Boy first said, uh, when, he, when I set the planet clock after it had been regulated, he set it backward instead of forward he turned the hands backward instead of forward which is supposed to be bad bad luck luck. lightning lad who has a metal metal arm a metal arm prosthetic we would call it here Mm -hmm. in the past uh recalls when he stepped out of his cruiser left foot first Mm -hmm. which is bad luck one of the oldest luck taboos of spacemen yep what do you think of that creature well that's the moby dick of space if i'm not mistaken interesting uh it's not Good white. drawing there, Kurt Swan. It is. I, it's not a white whale, though. It's green and has wings. It's because it's of space. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what happened then. The creature destroyed my right arm, and now I have a metal arm. And then Duo Damsel? Uh-huh. She says, And let me add something. And I, I did, too, when I was triplicate girl. I had a terrible accident by splitting into three bodies in that battle with the computer conqueror. My people, who can all triplicate themselves, say it's terrible luck to do so three times in one day. But it's my only chance to escape, so I'll have to triplicate myself the third time today. And then her triplicate was Killed. killed now and we remember we read that episode we together, sure did that she, was on her triplicate was still standing around <laughs> i have a question yes it's bad luck to triplicate yourself three times in a day mm-hmm. but what if you do it four times that's what i also thought we're so alike we are so alike Starboy then recalls when he introduced himself to legion applicant calamity king we also looked at this story yes um Calamity King described himself as a jinx who always brings bad luck. Starboy shook his hand nonetheless, and one hour later was when Starboy killed a man in self-defense right. and was expelled from the Legion. So now I believe we have five examples of bad luck from yep. the Legionnaires. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where they all display their trophies of their ill fortune. Oh, I love, I love, hate this so much. <laughs> This is Love like it. this is where Starboy is holding up a former Legionnaire badge, yeah. I guess. Yep. Then uh, Arm Boy, what's his name? Lightning Lad. Lightning Lad is holding up his arm. Then Bouncing Boy, Bouncing yeah. Boy, um, is holding up. Hey everyone, I've drawn a picture of myself. <laughs> fat. You know? um, look how fat I am, bouncing I am. Um, and then of course Triplicate Girl is holding up a <laughs> triplicate statue. And it kind of looks like um, it's not made of gold or anything. It kind of looks like when you go to the zoo and you have those um, little animal wax yeah, yeah, yeah. pressed. Or I was wondering if, like, if this is the future, they probably just have 3D printers sitting around everywhere. I wonder if yeah. they have quick 3D printed all these things. Oh, do you have any memory at all of going to the zoo and having those um, wax animal statues made where you put money in and made? Not the zoo, but I remember, I don't know where I got them. But they were Disney characters, mm-hmm. and they were all made of wax. I remember I had a Snow White, and a Dopey, and a Mickey Mouse, yeah. and a Pinocchio, I believe. And they floated in the bathtub, that's why I liked them so much. I had a lion yeah. from the Miami Zoo, mm-hmm. um, and I remember exactly how it smelled, and my grandfather bought it for me. Wow. And I was fascinated, fascinated with how it was made. I hope you My didn't sister leave. had a gorilla. I hope you didn't leave it in the back of the car. 
That would often happen with kids. They would leave yeah. them in the back of the car and they would melt. I wonder if you can buy those things nowadays. I don't think they'd be very sturdy. I mean, they they were made, they were pressed right there in a machine outside. I don't know. I'll look into it. And it actually might have been, yeah, Miami Zoo. Uh, oh, I hadn't thought about that in years. I'm glad Isn't we... Isn't that funny? We bring up such pleasant memories don't here. We? Now, there was a wonderful um, ice cream place that my grandparents used to take me to in Miami. It started with an F. It was like Ferrell's. Ferrell's? Ferrell's, yeah. Oh my! And there was a there was a train that would go all around the top of the yeah. Uh, oh, it was the best, and we got the biggest. I remember getting the the most horrendously huge ice cream I'd ever seen. It just looked as big as my head. We went there when um, we lived in Miami. Oh, we did. Yes, yeah, sure. yes, of course we did. It was in is in uh, Coral Gables or close to Coral Gables? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Memories. Like, like the, the corners of my mind. Invisible Kid is right, says Shrinking Violet. Yes. When he exclaims that they've all been jinxed. Uh, Invisible Kid decides to turn invisible, thinking that will help him have good luck. That's like... <laughs> Bouncing boys say, I think I can undo this. I'll just jump up and down. Yeah. Right? He says, I think I'm, if I become invisible, maybe that'll ward off the jinx. And he becomes right. invisible. Right? Um, a good idea. I will will myself down to, to be small. and I, I, to, be, um, to be too small to be hit by the unlucky spell. As if it's bouncing around the room unseen. Right. And then she goes, oh shit! Oh no, she just says, oh oh. I can't believe, I, say, I can't become small when I will it. Something yeah. is destroyed by super shrinking power. She's lost her powers. Invisible kid is uh, cannot turn uninvisible. She has the waspish little waist, doesn't she? You know what she reminds me of? She looks mean. I too. don't even know how, if this will sound sensible. Um, she looks like a filmation character, a cartoon character. Yes, she like does. Josie and the Pussycats uh -huh. or uh, the Brady Kids. One of those cartoons. And her colors remind me of the praying mantis that I picked up and put on the rose bush yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I was out watering the flowers and I saw a, just the cutest little baby praying mantis and I put it on the rose bush so that it would eat all the, you know, the things that prey on yes. rose bushes. Thank you for doing that. Yes, of course. So, here Part we go. Part two. Part two. Secret of the Luck Lords. Saturn Girl is uh, going to do some research on the subject of jinxes. Since she can't talk them out of believing that there are jinxes, she's going to at least do some research. She's a clever gal. Uh -huh. Is she That's... often the clever one in Legionnaires? Yes. Okay, good Clever, but also she has a reputation of being cold and emotionless. But you know, she's a mind reader. You'd have to seal yourself off from some of that, wouldn't you? Is she? She's a mind reader. Yes. Oh. Um, you know, I won't remember that. I know you won't, but I'll tell you again. Um, Lightning Lad says that only people who've already been cursed should go. Yeah, nice logic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so does Bouncing Boy's not there and because they're not Legionnaires anymore. What happened to Bouncing Boy and... I'm not sure. Wait a second. Who else is there? Starboy. Starboy. What happened to Starboy and Bouncing Boy? I don't know. They're somewhere. Maybe they just took their bulletins and went home to read. <laughs> Saturn Girl goes to the... Alumni News. The Clubhouse reference room, which has a fantastic mid-century sconce. Fantasia Femme is welcoming her second child with... Vacuum Van Vacuum Man. They're so excited. Her name is Laura. They're hoping for some powers to manifest in her. Well, that would have to be an alumni newsletter because as you know, 
married legionnaires are not allowed in the legion. They have to leave. I just said a lot of that news. It took me a while to figure out what it's going to be. Saturn girl is inspecting the map globes of other planets. The map globes. They're all the same size. Um, she can... They don't have computers. She's investigating the world of Thawne, which is where the answer to this jinx mystery may lie. She takes a cruiser by herself, flies off. The other legionnaires go to the spaceport to investigate the cruiser that Sunboy and Brainiac fired. They're going to. Crashed. They're going to do some repairs on it, right? Right, right, right. Uh, but it explodes, and right. they almost all die. Right. Uh, there's a strained hull, and the power chamber is on the other side of that wall, and it will explode. So they get back. It does explode indeed. And um, who is it that it gets hurt? Uh, the boy with the metal arm. Lightning Lightning lad, lad hurts his non-metal arm. Oh, I see. Uh, they That's are... my good arm! Now they're... <laughs> they're all convinced that the jinx is real. They rush back to headquarters where they learn that Saturn girl has taken off by herself. Yeah. <sighs> Women. Uh, uh, she's gone to the world of Thawne, which is said to be an unlucky world, so they all take off after her. It's like a bunch of... Uh, it's like a, the, the Scooby-Doo episode. Jinkies! Right. She's run away! Look at this. Uh, I wouldn't call it misogyny. What do you call it? Petology? The super pets want to go along, but we can't be bothered with bothered them. Bothered with them, says Fuck invisible you, boy. Invisible kid. I know, right? Invisible kid. He's there, standing there. No one can see him. They just hear this voice. He goes, the super pets want to go along, but we can't be bothered with them. Nice disembodied voice. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I like Lightning Lad. Uh, you do realize that the super pets touched the jinx stone, but nothing's happened to any of them. <laughs> Dickwad. <laughs> Maybe jinxes don't work on animals. Hmm. Well, they're taking the super pets with them. Nice. Thank now, God. I'm so glad they took the super pets. Well, f- frankly, four out of the five super pets can fly through the goddamn space by themselves, so they don't <laughs> need to get on the spaceship. <laughs> Which one can? Uh, Prody, too. I mean, probably could turn He's... into something that can survive in space. I'm I don't sure. know. Like uh, a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> or a cape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just an empty cape flying right. through space. <laughs> Off they go to the planet Thorn. Look at Thorn, this. Thorn, I wonder Thorn. if this is on purpose. Oh, it's not. What? Uh, well, they see a, the wreckage of a ship and it has a, a number four in a circle. It kind of looks like the Fantastic Four symbol. Yeah, but the colors are not right. Right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, anyway, they assume Saturn Girl's dead because her shuttle cracked up in space. Morning, their beloved former leader, the Legionnaires, flashed toward the mystery world. Oh, she's dead. Irma, my darling, goodbye. Well, let's go. Saturn girl was the one. It's Imra, not Irma, but... Oh, sorry. Oh, you I'm can be Imra, forgiven. Imra. Yeah, you don't... You, you can be forgiven I, for that. You know what? I just don't care. You know what's sad? What? I could probably tell you every real name of every Legionnaire. Hey. Yeah? That's okay. Is it? Yes, it's okay. not sad. I'm sorry. Why, why do you think I've been married to you for as long as I have? Well, I mean, like, I can't name all the... People who are on the Supreme Court, but I can tell you all the secret identities of teenagers from the 30th century that haven't been published in 10 years. I think that's fascinating about you. Well, thank you. I really do. Does that make me a, what do you call it? Super friend? No. <laughs> uh, like Rain Man. What was Rain Man? Um, autistic? No, the other word. Asperger? No. 
The third one. Caustic? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is that word? I don't know, but that drink sure went down easy. Didn't oh. it? Um... Um, not, no, I can't want it. That's a derogatory word. No, um, it's like when you can do one thing really well. Like if you're uh, blank at math. Uh, not a savant. A no. savant, that's it. Oh my God, I was gonna, I, it's been there the whole time. I was just thinking I can't say that. I'm sorry. No, did you really mean that? Savant? Yes. I'm a savant with superhero names. Oh, well. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> so off they fly to this planet with the giant phallic mountain with a hand sticking out of the top of it. Okay. <laughs> Waiting for the silence to be filled. Moving on. Nearly all the people of Thawn believe that luck rules everything. They all have little gigaws that they carry around to give them good luck. Little charms. Even these giant frat men that look like hobbits. This lucky stuff don't cost me heavily, but as long as I carry it, I'm safe from bad fortune. I don't believe in the Luck Lord's charms. Some of us have been called, have been planning to call you legionnaires to free us from this blackmail. Oh, look, there's a little underground there on Thawne. Yeah. Don't believe in the Luck Lords, but that guy goes off to tell his disbelieving friends, and what do you know? He gets run over and his leg's broken. Yeah, yeah. If you'd bought Take a that. charm from the Luck Lords, it would never have happened. I warned you. He probably sinned. Didn't yes. go to confession or something like that. So the legionnaires take off flying up the mountain. Uh, Lightning Lad with his clumsy metal arm. Oh, my arm! Knocks a boulder loose towards Shrinking Violet, who can't shrink out of the way. Mm -mm. Luckily, Element Lad is there, who turns the boulder into harmless oxygen. See? They're not cursed after all. Uh, up they get to the top of the mountain. They go in the citadel, and there's Saturn Girl. Held a prisoner in a giant glass cube. Now, isn't she powerful? She just can read minds. That's it? Well... They only have one power. Yes, you're only allowed to have one power to be in the Legion. Uh, the exceptions would be Superboy and Monel. They made special... And Ultra Boy, but he can only use one so power at a time. So basically, ten of them are fine, but, thir but three of them are... Instead of them have one power, but three of them are more powerful. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Starboy used to have similar powers to Superboy, but he lost them. Mm -hmm. And now he only has one power. Mm -hmm. um, so presumably all the Legionnaires have undergone fight training. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat, that sort of thing. But, uh, of course, she's a girl. So she was easily overpowered with just her mind-reading ability. It's a good thing she didn't want to go to the bathroom. Right. She's, got, she's literally on a glass floor yeah. surrounded by glass. At least she has she's air holes. Yes, but that's it. I mean, like, no seat. She's sitting up. She's standing in heels. Right. That must be awfully uncomfortable. Mm. Um, now, all Legionnaires also have a flight ring, which enables them to fly. So that I guess that counts as a second power. Mm -hmm. And they also have uh, force fields of some kind, which... Uh, hey, Bob. Yeah. You don't have to sell them to me. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, lightning Lad shoots lightning at the box to try to free her, but it rebounds and knocks him and Element Lad out. Enter. Jeepers, the... creepers. Now we're down to just girls and Invisible Kid. Enter the Luck Lords. The Luck Lords, the ones who jinxed us. Yes. 
Um, they say, right on both counts, we decided to use our power over luck to destroy the Legion, since some people on this world wanted to summon us here to investigate us. Right. So Invisible Kid is invisible still. They don't know he's there. No, he whispers to Shrinking Violet that he can surprise them if they create a distraction. So Shrinking Violet rushes into a statue of a hand which starts to topple over. She forgets the luck statues, and then she bumps into it. She didn't do it on purpose. Oh, that's why idiot. That's why Duo Damsel has to split catch. into two and catch the thing. Yeah. <sighs> then Invisible Kid uh, doesn't know that there's a transparent wall surrounding the Luck Lords because mm -hmm. they can see him through their infrared contact lenses. Okay. Um, well, that's not a thing. Um, no, but here in the nick of time, Invisible Kid whispers through Saturn Girl's air holes that the super pets are on the cruiser. And she uses her thought-casting thought powers. powers. All right, first of all, Comet the Super Horse is telepathic. Okay. He should have been monitoring the situation from the cruiser. He might have found some super hay. <laughs> but he's not really a horse. If you were not really a horse and you were in the form of a horse, would you still eat hay? What else is it going to eat? Lasagna? Fish and chips? Sure, yeah, why not? Steak? Yes. He doesn't even have the teeth to eat steak. Have you seen a horse's teeth? They can eat anything. No, they can't. They can't rip steak apart. Oh. They don't have any any, any meat-crushing teeth. If they can crush hay, they can certainly crush steak. No, they have grinding teeth on the back of their mouths. They can grind steak. No, they can't. I'm going to Wikipedia that. I'm going to Wikipedia your ass. <laughs> Anyway, here come the super pets. Super horse is kicking and kicking all the horse fields and whatnot. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks, I Comet. I love what super horse does here. Just kicks. And what's the name of the monkey? Beppo. He does a, a great job there of holding the guys down. Yeah. All the super pets are just holding. They each pick one. Yeah. They're just holding them down. Now, even Streaky. Even Streaky the Supercat, I wonder if they're using their flight power to like fly down into the bodies of Luck Lords to pin them. Because otherwise they wouldn't. Well, if Crypto is anything like Captain Butler, who is able to paralyze you if he stands on True. your chest. Yeah. You know, boy, is that cute. When Captain Butler stands on your chest and just looks down at you and his ears go over his eyes, that is right. like the cutest thing in the world. What's right. this? This is like an episode of Scooby Doo. They pull masks off the Luck Lords to discover that they're aliens. They're not even natives. And usually when they do that, they usually say the name of, of the person that they've met before. Right. Like, Mr. Green! Right? All in unison. It's the newspaper editor! Right? Yeah. So the aliens explain that they have hypnotized people with a super hypnotic long-range ray, which made them cause their own bad luck. As when Sun Boy happened... To hit that dive lead. I love how you did the air quotes with your, with your voice. And Violet and I never lost our powers, says Invisible Kid. We were simply hypnotized into not using them. They should have destroyed the hypno ray. You know what would be good to prevent someone hypnotizing you from a long distance? A deputy leader that has telepathic powers. <laughs> she could have made them aware that they were yeah. all being hypnotized. Or yeah. just blocked it or yeah. something. Yeah. Look at the uh, comet the super horse there in that second to last panel. Does he that... looks pissed. Yeah. You better 
He's listening. Fucking try me, Lock Lords. He, he's listening to this explanation. Yeah. And he's just like, I got in a fucking spaceship <laughs> and flew across space. I left my field of super clover to come here and listen to this half-assed explanation of this ray that I just kicked with my with my back heels. Yeah. You know, super heels. Super heels. I can super kick with my back super heels and knock it super over and go back in the super spaceship. I don't even need the super spaceship. I can just fly right back and meet my super clover in my super field and the hell with all of you. Hey. Yes? I think this is your first exposure to the Legion of Super Pets, is it not? I have been exposed to all of them except the monkey whose name is Blinky, Blinko, Beppo. Beppo. Um, I mean, yes, write you've, this been, Beppo. you've been exposed to them individually. Except for Beppo. Except for Beppo, but you didn't know that there was an actual organized legion of super pets. No, aren't they just like... I mean... So, Streaky belongs to... Supergirl. Supergirl? Super yeah. And then Crypto belongs to Superboy. Yes. And um, the horse is Comet. named Comet. Does he belong to Supergirl too? Like, yes. Or does he ha- hang out with Supergirl? Yes. Yeah. And then the monkey, Beppo? Uh, also, I don't know that he belongs to anyone, but he was uh, super boys. He stowed away in the rocket that brought Kal-El to Earth. Oh, because there was... I've seen that rocket. There's a lot of room. Enough room for a monkey. I don't know if he stowed away or if he was like a test subject. And by that, if you couldn't notice my sarcasm. Right, right, right. There. Yeah. I know Crypto was a test subject. So I think that Beppo stowed away. Um... Anyway, they So what was the point of these guys using the crypto ray? Just because they the could, because they're dicks. Mischief. Yeah. Mischief. Yeah. Mischief, mischief, mischief. Come and rescue me. Pepper me up, butter me down. I don't remember the words. I don't either. Um So anyway, yes, they are an official auxiliary group of the Legion of Superheroes. What are you writing there? Stupid fucking story. I like the story. Why are you? Re- why do you have to write it? Why can't you just say it? Stupid fucking story premise. Uh, yeah, premise is bad, but I did actually like the execution of the story. I mean, it certainly held my attention until the bottom panel, and I was just like, what? I mean, it should have had a little sound. I am a longtime fan of the Legion of Super Pets. Okay. As well as the Legion of Substitute Heroes, who I also don't think you have encountered. Not yet. But we'll get there. Young love. Hey, there's another story in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful love story of two teenagers, Clark Kent and Pete Ross. Clark Kent and Pete Ross. Now, I have been accused in the past... Of reading too much into stories. By me for years. But in this case, I think it's perfectly justified. Yeah, Pete has a super crush on Superboy. And vice versa, I would say. Superboy has a super crush on Pete? Well, we could say, more precisely, Clark Kent has a super crush on Pete. One Saturday morning in Smallville, Clark Kent receives a phone call. Hello, Clark. This is Pete Ross. What are you doing, pal? Starting my leaf collection for the science project. Stop. Full stop. Starting my leaf collection that's due in school next month. 
No teenager is going to start a project that's due in a month. Um, Superboy would, and this is the 1960s, when people used to actually read, and there were fewer distractions. There's more housework than needed to be done, that's for sure. Look at that scrapbook. His leaf collection is complete. It's a month out from Maybe due date. Maybe he's looking at, at what an example of a leaf collection. No, because he's got a jar of paste right there on the desk <sighs> beside him. Look at you paying attention. Good for you. Anyway, Clark says, I suppose you're busy with the rock and mineral collection you promised to bring in. Yes, but that's not why I called Clark. How about roller skating this afternoon? I've got two passes. Oh, they got... Squee! They don't even have those big rubber, um, rubber wheel roller skates. No. They have those metal ones. Metal with keys. Which I have, I have made this vocalism before. They literally sound like this when you're on on the pavement. They're the worst. Uh, er. Uh, Clark doesn't want to go skating because he might have to leave suddenly for an emergency as Superboy. And Luckily, Ma, mm-hmm. Ma Kent, the sensible one, look, Clark, get out of the fucking house. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. We're dropping a lot of F-bombs today, aren't we? That's fine. I've got an adult language warning on the That's iTunes. Good. It's fine. Uh, you haven't spent much time recently with Pete and he's your best friend. A mother always knows. If an emergency arises, you'll figure out some way to leave unnoticed. So he agrees to go on a date with Pete. He says, okay. A date. It's yeah. a date. It's a date. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. Later that afternoon at the local skating rink, as the two boys rent skates, uh, Joe and his crew, his posse, come hey, into the skate. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Pete, you're just the guy I want to see. How'd you like to wear this skeleton's costume at a big masquerade party I'm throwing tonight? So, Joe uh-huh. is throwing a masquerade party at his home, presumably, and parades around town already dressed up in a costume to invite people to his masquerade party. Yes, he just happened to have a costume An ready to costume. give it to yeah. Pete. You'd look great in this skeleton costume. Would you wear it to this party <laughs> that I'm just inviting you to? By the way, it's happening tonight. Right, and I happen to have a costume that's just your size. It'll be a real blot. Grapefruit, a private orchestra, a private orchestra. He must be a rich kid. Door prizes and terrific costumes for everybody. But I don't want you to bring that drip clock kit. Um, well, Joe must live in Smallville Heights because he's awfully wealthy. Smallville Heights. Uh-oh, Clark has super hearing. He heard the whole thing. Mm. But, <laughs> but Joe's a good friend. He says, to oh, whom? I see. To Clark. Pete. I'm sorry, Pete's Pete, a, a good friend. Pete's yes. a good friend. Yeah, sorry, he's speaking to Joe. Um, I'll see. Well, in that case, count me out, Joe. Clark Kent is my best friend, and I wouldn't think of going without him. I think it has to be more indignant than that. Count me out, Joe! Uh, anyway, Joe and his pirate friend... Take off. <laughs> well, Pete and Clark skate around the rink in tandem, eating hot, hot dogs. dogs. That's not symbolic at all. St- uh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Clark thinks, Pete deliberately passed up a good time because of his loyalty to me. It's the sort of friendship that can last a, a lifetime. lifetime. The following day at an ice cream parlor, as a radio flash interrupts a jazz program, calling Superboy, this is the Smallville police. 
A mine guard who inspects the abandoned mine foundations upon which the south end of Smallville is built reports gas explosions. Well, Superboy investigated once. Uh, Superboy takes a peek with his x-ray vision and sees that indeed explosions are weakening the foundations of the mine over which and the entire south end of the town is built. Hmm. Well, that, that, that can happen. It could happen. You'd think they would have thought of that before they built the south end of town. Notice the little um, bit of the uh, bank there with the two bags of money in the middle panel right hand side. Oh, I had not noticed it before. I hadn't either. Um, nothing to worry about, Superboy says as he burrows under the street. Um, and he can return to the service and report there's no danger. Nice work, Superboy, says Lana Lang. Mm -hmm. she, she knows she's out of the picture now, now that Pete Ross is in town. Well, she doesn't know that she's out of the picture for Superboy, right? Right, 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 right. right. Yet. Um, <laughs> Lana, uh, Pete agrees with Superboy that uh, he dare not reveal his secret identity, even though Lana is pestering him. Mm -hmm. Because... Anyone who knew his secret identity could be in constant peril. Pete, Pete would understand. Pete would understand, thinks Superboy. He's so grown up and, and logical. logical. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we turn the page. Where we discover that bank robbers have tricked Superboy into digging that tunnel under Smallville and the bank, as you noticed. Mm -hmm. So they can get up into the bank. And uh, rob it. Several days later, as Clark and Pete go on an overnight hike, uh, they set up a tent. They pitch a tent, so uh -huh. to speak. Mm -hmm. um, Clark is having a swell time, he thinks to himself. No, he's, I, I, I hear it like this. Gosh, I'm having a swell time. My life used to be so lonely and companionless. I'm glad I didn't avoid a close friendship with Pete for fear that he might discover my secret identity. <laughs> okay, that's a read. That is a read. <laughs> Not the best, but it's a read. I'd still play it more innocent at this point. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Gosh, I'm having a swell time. <laughs> my life used to be so lonely and companionless. I'm glad I didn't avoid a close friendship with Pete for fear that he might discover my secret identity. <laughs> So much better than mine. <laughs> I love that. But, but that, that night, night as, as the boys slumber while a storm rages outside. Gasp! <laughs> the noise of that train whistle woke me up. Well, first of all, if you're Superboy and you're responsible for the safety of the entire Earth, <laughs> I'm glad that a train whistle wakes you up, but I hope would other things would wake you up too, like screaming women or... <laughs> Or a lightning storm around your tent. I don't know. He's got to get sleep sometime. Notice that when he... Um, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, that the, the noise was a train whistle because the circus train overturned and all the animals have escaped. So, just so we're clear, what is Clark sleeping in? Pajamas. No, he isn't. He's sleeping in a dress shirt and belted pants. No, where do you see belted pants? Bottom right hand, oh. right left hand corner. Well, they're camping. They can't. They just yeah. They sleep in their clothes. Yeah. 
Well, what do you camp in? A t-shirt and shorts. Well, this is the 60s. They can't just strip off in front of another boy. <laughs> Isn't that what you want to see in They ain't queers. They ain't queers. Homosexuals, they call them at this time, Bob. It's called homosexuality, and it's still illegal. <laughs> so, bottom right-hand corner. Yes. Um, the reason now, he was called to help was because the, um, um, I guess a train had, it was a circus train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had creatures. I have those. to mention that this is a Hall of Fame classic, meaning that's a reprint from an earlier okay. issue. Mm-hmm. This panel of Pete Ross witnessing Superboy changing illuminated by lightning that panel has been reprinted many many times or has redrawn it? yes because when i was reading comics it was common knowledge that pete ross knew who superboy was oh because he was like a secret helper oh, of clark kennel okay. time so right. um they would always flash back and say yes reader pete ross knows that clark Kent is superboy and here's how it happened they were camping in the woods lightning flash caught an image of superboy stripping i know that you were giving me important historical information. But you don't care? No. All I could think about was that giant ice cream in Farrell's... <laughs> and the train that used to go around with my grandparents and my sister and me. Right. Uh, you were telling me all about this and I was thinking about how big that ice cream was. It had bananas sticking out of it. It was uh, the best. <laughs> bananas sticking out, you say. Oh, come on. And whipped cream and cherry. It was uh-huh. great. Uh, now, Superboy returns to the tent where he changes back to Clark Kent. Pete is still awake and witnesses the whole thing, but he understands that he must never betray Clark's secret. He mustn't be disturbed or hampered in any way by my knowledge. True. That's a good friend. That is a good friend. Thank so, you, Pete. Next day, good friend Pete goes creeping around his house to see if he can find <laughs> any other information. Okay, I take that back. Yeah, remember, he discovers a lot of secrets, right. doesn't he? Now, don't you remember when Pete Ross first appeared? He was like uh, getting Clark Kent's fingerprints secretly. Yes, like measuring his inseam and secret stuff for Why? the pl- for the play for the school play. Oh my God! Remember? Yes. So Pete's Pete's a sneaky Pete. He's a sneaky snake, isn't he? Uh, He's a, you're right, he's a sneaky Pete. Gasp, he witnesses Superboy flying out of his trapdoor, which leads to his basement. Oh, so he goes into the trapdoor and... Into the trapdoor, finds the basement, there's Ma, Kent, ordering the robots around. I love that he says, I'm calling you by my super ventriloquism. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll then, still be busy for another hour helping a teacher after school. <laughs> Dork. Take your time, son. I activated and sent your number one Superboy robot out on patrol, as you asked me to before. You can recall the robot when you come home. And then he says, okay, Mom, I hear you perfectly with my super hearing. See you later. Because we didn't need to see that. I No, it's something he says every day when he talks to her with his super ventriloquism. Hey, Mom, I know we talked earlier this morning. I'm talking to you now again with my super ventriloquism. <laughs> oh, and I can hear everything you say because of my super hearing. I suppose we needed to be reminded. Sure, we have to remind the reader. There's no lexophone on the the wall. Pete Ross, stunned, uh, staggers back through the tunnel. Um, Gee, Superboy has super robots, which take over for him. I think we've discussed this before. Why didn't he just let the robots do every fucking thing? (laughs) Just go to school with your leaf collection. Enjoy your teenage years. Send the robot out. He is enjoying his teenagers. He's fostering a very strong relationship with Pete. <sighs> May Pete thinks maybe 
he could become Superboy too. So Pete, as all boys do, sews up a costume. <laughs> well, we know that he's a talented stage director and uh, seamstress. Now, apparently a costume designer. Yes. He ingeniously acquires colored cloth from around town, including some garbage yellow shirt that mm-hmm. someone threw away. Mm-hmm. But that smells nice. Uh, not bad for an amateur seamstress like me, he says, posing in his Superboy costume. Um, and then he says the most bizarre thing. What? I'll start carrying this costume around in my school bag along with some makeup in case an occasion arises where I can do some good by impersonating Superboy. Right. Well, I mean, I imagine Pete could do, like, the laundromat openings and the... You know, public appearances, which Superboy just can't be bothered with. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good... Actually, I think he'd enjoy that. Pete's very good with people. He is. Personality plus. Um, Next day, as Pete accompanies Clark to collect leaves... (laughs) Hey, Pete, it's me, Clark. Listen, you want to go leaf collecting? Uh, sure, Clark. I mean, I gave you a free pass to the roller rink and a hot dog, but whatevs. Let's go, bra. Uh, they're out collecting leaves, and they just happen to witness the delivery of a new telescope to the observatory, which is outside the Smallville city limits, as we know. And the telescope is being lifted by crane. Precariously over a canyon. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens? It breaks. It breaks and falls into the canyon. But in the time that it takes to fall down the canyon, they have a lot to say to each other. I'll say. Pete knows what Clark is thinking. He wants to change a Superboy. Well, I'll give him a chance. Pete pretends he's been blinded by a flash of light glinting off the telescope. Uh, Gosh, what a lucky break, Clark thinks. He changes his Superboy while Pete's rubbing his eyes, catches the telescope, flies back to the observatory, all while Pete is pretending that he's blinded. My eyes! My eyes! Giving Clark time to fly back to... Change back into Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. Um, That evening, as Pete dines at Clark's house, already meeting the parents... Now that supper is finished, would you like to look at my Superboy souvenirs? Classic. Hands on his shoulder. Uh huh. Gosh, Gosh, could I? <laughs> Go ahead. I do envy you being friendly with Superboy. He's a terrific person. Pete is so impressed with Superboy. I have to do something to repay him for helping me today. By the way, Pete, looking at my Superboy souvenirs was a euphemism. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, er, I mean, how would you like to spend a whole day with Superboy? I might be able to talk to him and arrange it. Oh, Clark, that would be wonderful. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Little does Clark suspect that I know he is Superboy. Well, here comes Superboy. We're just going to play this out, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Superboy flies Clark all around the town, stunt flying over an artillery range, <laughs> which is also is outside Smallville. Wow, they did everything. And, uh, well, I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to play race with these artillery shells. He's just showing off, you know, and they do actually make it through. You know how kids are. Yeah. Um, so, P 
Pete is at school the next day while Clark's writing on the board. He sees Superboy fly back or fly through the window, by the window, correctly assumes that it's a Superboy robot. Mm-hmm. Um, and decides he's going to investigate. So he right, breaks. So he's at school and right. he sees the robot fly, and, but and then later on that afternoon. He also sees the robot fly by. Yeah. Um, he had to break a swimming date with Clark so that he could hunt down these criminals. Um, I forgot to mention, the big city gangsters were spotted in Smallville the day before. That's mm-hmm. how Pete knows all about it. Mm-hmm. So they go to the abandoned mine, which was previously going to explode, mm-hmm. and discover that the criminals are underground Ready to drill into the bank. Those lovely pastel-colored walls. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Underground. Somebody really was thinking of aesthetics when they painted the underground walls. Of Lavender. <laughs> it's not Superboy. It's a robot, and the robot is malfunctioning because of the rays from the magnetic rock underground. Are interfering with his sensitive mechanism. How does he know that? Because he's a super detective genius. Okay, let's. you're giving him a lot of passes. Well, look at the way he dresses. You could tell he's intelligent. Sweater vest, mm-hmm. pleated slacks. He sounds like a homosexual. He doesn't roll up his sleeves. No. Very nicely coiffed blonde hair. Always impeccably dressed. Um, now, the, ro- the criminals don't know that the robot can't pursue them that's correct so pete takes the opportunity to pull his superboy costume and makeup from his rucksack i loved this when i read it i laughed wait Why? the crooks don't know the robot can't pursue them this is the chance i've been waiting for i'll use the makeup and superboy costume in my briefcase and by impersonating superboy bluff the crooks into surrendering and it should have said it says shortly it should have said 45 minutes later. <laughs> no, listen. You don't get to be a stage director if it takes you 45 minutes to put on your makeup. Oh, no? No. To dress, for, to, to, to look like Superman? Well, Superboy, sorry. He doesn't have to change the color of his skin. He doesn't have to put pancake on. He has to, he has to at normal human speed, yeah. change into that costume and put makeup on and probably a wig. A wig, certainly. But all he has to do is like cover his freckles. So he just has to put some foundation over his cheeks. He's good to go. Alright. Also, they're underground. So I feel like the lighting's not gonna be very good, despite the lavender walls. Um luckily, he also has some magnesium powder in his rucksack. Yeah. He's probably also Well, and I him. believe that, actually, because he was he's a rock collector and he Oh you know, right. You know, I thought of course he's gonna have some magnesium powder. Um so he's collecting minerals and rocks. He tosses magnesium onto the burning embers bonfire that the criminals have built, mm-hmm. and it explodes. Actually, it just goes. <laughs> uh, but it, it it scares them into believing this is Superman using his heat vision. We better surrender right now. Uh huh. Superboy, rather. Oh, sorry, Superboy. I keep making that mistake. I know YouTube. it's hard because we know Superboy's secret too. We the readership. Yes. Um. Look at this headline, Superboy traps bank robber. Superboy knows that his robot malfunctioned, but he assumes that the criminals were frightened just by the sight of the robot. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how Pete helped him. No idea. He won't know f- until adulthood. Pete was a Superboy 
friend. Super friend. He won't know until adulthood. Super boyfriend. Yes. So what happens is they grow up, and uh, Pete Ross has a son. The son is prophesized to be the savior of an alien race in the future. And so the alien race comes to Earth and kidnaps the son. Uh, Superman somehow reveals his identity to the son. Is it possible to fast forward to the story? I'm trying to remember it all. Okay. Um, So somehow Superman decides that the best thing is to allow the aliens to kidnap the son and take him off into space, which of course makes Pete hate him. Yes. And in the course of hatred, he reveals that he knew he was Superboy all the time. Oh my God. Right. It all worked out in the end, but. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, continuity all changed. And I think Pete Ross became vice president under president Lex Luthor or something. Oh, no. I'm not. Was he good? So. Yeah, I'm not. Those details are fuzzy. Here's and then my, he married Lana Lang. Here's my attempt to draw a super S. Yeah. In a inside a heart. Oh, that's precious. Is it precious? Yes. I'll take a picture and post it on the show notes. Oh no, you will not. Um, do you have anything to add? Anything to announce? Uh, not this week. Okay. Do you? No. Uh, I just know that we'll be back next week. Yeah. We uh, appreciate you listening. We really do. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you receive your downloaded podcasts from. Don't forget to check us out on social media at GoGoJackPod. And don't forget to come back next week. Send us your story ideas. (laughs) Well, no, the the stories are already written. I know. It's just what they always say in all the podcasts I listen to. Oh. I never do it. Me I just enjoy them. Uh, But certainly rate and review. Absolutely. Um, that's all for this time. Bye. Bye. Bye.